What does it mean to be woke and free? It means to be woke, educated, and enlightened, and you are unapologetically free to share your opinion while hearing out others, whether they agree with you or not. What does woke and free mean to you? It means digging down to what's really going on, not accepting information just because you are told it is the truth. It is waking up to the idea that there is a story behind the story. It is freeing yourself from the chains of control. How does one become woke and free? Make the decision, commit to a woke and free lifestyle and never look back. Subscribe to the educational and entertaining phenomenon of a podcast at WokenFree.com, W-O-K-E-N-F-R-E-E.com, and you will tune in every week for Woken Free Wednesday for an unforgettable show you can't get enough of. Woken Free is more than a podcast. It is a way of life. From an undisclosed location here in sunny Philadelphia, I'm Quincy Stallworth, and this is Quince Question. Today we interview... Tristan of San Tristan. San Tristan is an amazing music project. Uh, Tristan says it's not a band yet, but he says it's not a band. I say yet. You know, we're we agree to disagree. I think it's an amazing project, and 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 we we talk about that in this episode. Uh, we listen to his latest EP, uh, God If Only, and we also uh, talk about some projects, some other things he's been doing. So. Stay tuned. This is a, a great interview. And of course, uh, first, we got to pay some bills and, and listen to some uh, commercials. So uh, stay tuned. Amazing interview with Santa Restaurant. Welcome to Mad Music Podcast, hosted by three bold, beautiful black sisters, Michaela, Alma, and Donnie. The Mad Music Podcast was birthed out of our deep love for music. We review and discuss the music that madly moves us in a myriad of ways from topics like cleaning music, the gospel classics that every black person should know, some of our favorite artists and producers, even the ones who being embarrassed in the show, mm. updates on festivals and shows around the country. Yeah, girl, who we see live? We outside. Those songs that you've slept on over the years. They are so underrated. And music scandals past and present. Girl, I know you lying. We hope we can provide a safe place for you to relax, laugh, and reminisce on all the ways music has impacted your life. Welcome to Headshots by Peggy Presents. It's a weekly podcast designed to encourage, inspire, and educate people in the industry. Our wonderful host, Peggy, is the most industry-savvy headshot photographer I know. She shares insights and interviews top industry professionals. You gotta love that. New episodes every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Hello everyone, this is Quincy Starth. I'm with the amazing, amazing Christian Santana of San Tristan. Hey, hey. You said us, but I, I am San Tristan. It's just me. I love it. 
I love it. Uh, first of all, I want you to know that when I was a kid, my mother, oh, my mother was, I love my mother, first of all. I want to start this off by announcing to my mother, who's probably going to be listening to this episode, that I really love you, Mom. You're the greatest. But there were two things banned in my house. It was comic books and rock music. I couldn't listen to Queen's album. So, of course, the first thing you do when you grow up and you get out of college and everything, you listen to a lot of rock music and you read a lot of comic books. If I had been listening to San Tristan and reading Spider-Man comics, I would be homeless right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I love you, Mom. I mean, your music is just phenomenal. And uh, uh, it, it, you, you, it's a really nice project you worked on. Is this the first project you put out? Thanks, Quincy. I really appreciate that. Um, this is the first San Tristan project that has existed. I love the way you I've... say it. You, sound, you say it so much better. San Tristan. It sounds like an, <laughs> sounds like an island and a drug lord who, who kind of owns the island. Are we on the same page? <laughs> I want to work for San Tristan. Oh, my goodness. That's just great. I'm going to change my name. I'm changing my name. <laughs> I love this. I love I love this. Anyway, you named the album, the EP, I'm sorry, the EP, God If Only. It, what, yeah, well, I mean, period. God If Only, period. Like, I mean, what are we saying here? Uh, are we saying if only uh, one chance, one break? Are we saying God If Only? It's, all, it's it, the entire collection. And I want you guys to know we're listening to the Bandcamp exclusive version, which I would advise you to go get. And throw a whole uh, uh, dub on there, you know, twenty dollars on there. Don't, don't, don't pay the seven dollars he asked for. But uh, you know, this collection of music. Uh, I, I'm talking too much. Please, uh, please interrupt and and tell me uh, what what started this EP. What what got this out of your bowels onto a uh, re record? Oh man, <laughs> out of my bowels. Uh, I mean, do you want? The short version and the long versions. I feel like this has been coming for most of my life. Really? But yeah, but I'd say the short version of it was uh, I, uh, I it's it's all interconnected. So long story short, um, I've always been a performer in some way, whether it was uh, like dancing, street dance, tap dance, uh, mm -hmm. musical theater uh any of that stuff and in high school i was in a, a rock band an all all black brown rock band um well, for high, a few well, years you uh, i went to for darby actually really that's a good high school yeah I, uh, yeah i know what you think. it's all right it's yeah. it's all right it looks like <laughs> from the outside i mean but yeah that you know my mom my mom felt that same way when we lived in the city and then we moved to the suburbs it was like oh we're gonna move to the suburbs it's gonna be better mind you i was already going to gamp you know in philly which oh. is like an esteemed music program yeah, there really good. Oh, yeah. i was like oh we're gonna take you to a better school and it was like is this better just because it's not here but yeah. that's a conversation for another that's another a, day that's another day conversation i know i know the deal. yeah uh but yeah, I was, in a, I was in a rock band, and then while I was also in a rock band, I joined the school news because I was into doing video work, and that kind of stemmed back from when I was a dancer because I was the young boy in a dance crew. Right. So when they was doing practices and ciphers and, and performances, I they'd give me a camera and I'd film it. And this mm -hmm. was like 
early or not early, but like mid two thousand. So camera, everyone having a camera was like a new thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that kind of sparked my interest in that. So when I left that band, and then I was in the school news, I was about to graduate, and I was initially trying to go to Drexel for music industry, but then I switched to film, like real last minute, like right before you couldn't switch no more. Right. Um, and I kind of put making music to the side a little bit and went to film school, really got involved in that and studied my ass off to get good at it. Cause I, I really enjoy filmmaking. Um, wow. and in that, in that time in school though, uh, one of my closest friends, eventually he'd be my roommate. Um, he was music industry uh, there. So I kind of, uh, vicariously got some of that program and stayed in that realm through him, as well as some of my other uh, friends who back when we used to be in a band and stuff, being in the city um, and just like homies of homies and being in different music collectives um, in the city. And my toe was always in, in the pool a little bit. Right. But after school, um, I went to go work at uh, what's now Universal Music Group, but it was called Fame House. Um, it got purchased by UMG, but I was kind of doing artist merchandising and then eventually started doing more of the, the video uh, promotional work for like their all their artists. But, you know, that wasn't necessarily for me. I kind of viewed myself as an artist and not so much as a pair of hands, but I didn't figure that out yet but I figured I needed to go to New York. So I went to New York, did the industry thing for a few years, like three and a half years. Um, then I got let go from my job. I had a, a manager job of our office. I ran the video department. Mm -hmm. I got let go. I was on unemployment. I had like three months left on my lease. And I was like, all right, I can do this in New York thing again, or I could move back to Philly and kind of like get my bearings on straight. And this was like at a pivotal point in my life, like, I just broke up with this girl who I was with for a good amount of time, most serious relationship I was in. That, that um, and I was, that always does yeah, work. yeah. And then I was also already working with different artists in Philly doing like video work for them. Yeah. And kind of helping with the artist development and as well as like performing just like with guitar and stuff. Um, so I kind of was like, Philly's popping with music right now. Let me come back and kind of get my shit together. And this was in, uh, 2020 i moved back to philly february 2020 mm. and i was like oh man i don't know what's gonna happen let me get my life together Wait a second. Wait <laughs> yeah, a second. yeah 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 i was like turning point in my life let me like refigure out what i'm doing and then boom the panini boom yeah panini. yeah both sides they let bread. they let the cat out the lab you know <laughs> And then uh, I was playing in the, I was playing in the lab over here in Philadelphia University at Penn, and I tripped, <laughs> and uh, you know I, mean, I I put everything back, but uh, apparently uh, shit got over over the place. <laughs> yeah, it happens. It happens. So, you know that occurred, and you know I, like everyone, I had so much time to myself. Yeah. Um, and while I was in New York, I. I had recorded a couple of things, but it was nothing too crazy. But one of the tracks that eventually made it onto the project, I initially wrote 
the the regular the rhythm guitar part in New York. Mm. Um, but when I got back, I you know I had some pandemic money coming in. I had okay. a whole bunch of time, and I was just in the crib. So I was like, all right, let me like order some stuff. So I ordered a, a guitar pedal that I could plug into my laptop and work with Ableton. Mm. Um, and I kind of refound my like young love of guitar like me being a teenager picking it up and experimenting and i didn't really have a uh plan for what was happening but in the course of a week i went and recorded like 85 percent of the project like all the instrumentals were done and then a few of the vocals um and a couple of the songs i finished as well in that week um but from there not understanding the pandemic was going to be longer than a month and a half <laughs> <laughs> no, no, nobody did <laughs> nobody. yeah just a, a series of uh life lessons that i learned through different both romantic relationships personal relationships um as well as a lot of growing uh of myself but uh that's what I think took a long time to record the, to write and record some of the lyrics. Cause mm. I didn't really have anything to say on these instrumentals, except for like one or two, I right. kind of knew what I wanted. Um, and then in that time also, I, I was never formally trained in guitar. I self-taught in almost all the instruments I play. I never really had too much formal training on anything. The most was uh, when I was at Gamp in South Philly I played the upright bass. So I had like two and a half years, twice a week of just like playing classical sheet music bass stuff, mm. being in a string ensemble. Um, so in regards to guitar, like I never had no teacher or nothing. I, when I joined a band in high school, I didn't even know how to play guitar. I knew I played the drums, but there was already a drummer and stuff. So I just was like, all right, I'll play guitar, but I didn't know. And in a month and a half, I like learned enough that I could like play with my friends. And then eventually we like made it a band band. Mm. Um, say all that to say, I didn't really know how to play guitar. So in the, in that time we were still inside, I actually retaught myself how to play and like got my technique on and all that for like a couple months. How long, it, how long did that take you to, to get reacquainted with the guitar? guitar uh i mean i'm still doing it now but i'd say like it it took me like four months to like un like retrain my brain mm. there was sometimes i'd pick up and i like couldn't play it because my fingers were like confused because how i used to do it and how i was trying to do it were two different things right 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 um but yeah that's kind of what took so long because it came out uh i had it done uh probably spring of 2023 is when it was like finished. Um, so yeah, it took like three years to get done, but a, a lot of it was me getting myself ready to be able to make the thing I wanted to make. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about this great EP uh, that you were working on. Uh, God, if only you got this, first of all, the titles of the songs are, uh, they look like Roman numerals to me. So, uh, what, what this first song we were going to play? I like the. Could you pronounce it for me? Is it S V R complex or? Yeah, it's Savior Complex. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, and you know, sometimes they make the V be the A. Well, this time it's kind of being both. I love that. 
see that that that's your uh, audio video uh, work coming in into play because those are things that if you had put them in big fonts over something, I would have been like, oh, Savior Complex. But yeah, I, I, okay, all right. Now, now, what 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 was the motivation? What was the motivating uh, factor behind it behind that song? So this song I actually wrote last the instrumentals for. Right. Um, I I knew once I made the the other three, I was like, oh, I should like write an intro song. So I wrote the intro song is what this was. Uh, but I didn't really have lyrics for it. I had like I knew the the drop that I wanted to do vocally, but besides that, I didn't have any words. And then one very long tumultuous relationship later, I knew exactly mm. what I needed to say. Mm. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, you know, without further ado, I would like to listen to Savior Complex. How about the rest of you? I think they would. I think they would. Uh, for your listening pleasure, I'm with the amazing Tristan Santana and of the band, an amazing band, San I'm the man, San Tristan. San uh, the band is me. The, you are the. <laughs> Well, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you know, uh, it's like Radiohead, you know. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Don Iver. Cause, cause they're still playing music like Radiohead used to play, but they're not calling themselves Radiohead. I think it's a contract thing, you know. All right, for the listening pleasure, this is San Tristan with Savior Complex. <laughs>
Quincy Stoughton. I'm back with the amazing San Tristan. I'm back. This crowd is crazy. A little too loud in some places. Uh, for, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, we just finished listening to Savior Complex and uh, great song, right? So we got more. And uh, you and I, you know, there's so much, there's so much chit chat, like like during the songs, which is funny because I always be like, well, that should be an interview, but that's another story. My point is, this EP is great. You have uh, a lot of great um, tunes, and I don't know the words that I should be saying, but you have a lot of great melodies and a lot of really nice uh, song structure going on here. And it's so difficult for an artist like you and in your genre of music that you put out right here to, to pay attention or to, to subject themselves to the idea song structure. That's usually handled by the producer of the album, but you are the producer and the artist. So I would like to know, uh, how were you able to maintain a certain level of discipline to, to keep your songs structured in a certain fashion and not make them like, you know, maybe 20 minute guitar solos, which you can do or uh 15 minute drum solos, which you can do. So that's my question for you. How do you, how do you maintain, how do you, how, how do you keep yourself disciplined uh, as an interdisciplinary artist? Yeah. I, I mean, the approach to this project, I was really channeling uh, uh, an era of music when I think the bands that were playing had constraints on what they can do. Mm. Um, so I, my biggest thing with this is I wanted it to sound like a band and not like one guy who made everything. Uh, so I was kind of thinking of like, what were the conditions that like these bands would be in? Like, mm. all right, there's not a lot of members. There's like a three piece, maybe a four piece Dan, mm. they probably don't have a lot of studio time. The studio probably doesn't have a lot of stuff. Mm. And with that, I kind of put myself in the mindset of like, okay, like this song, there's one guitar, there's one bass, there's, uh, you know, only the hi-hat here. And mm. like, that's what the, that's what the quote unquote studio has today. And then within that restriction, how do we make a song that's uh, listenable and not boring? with mm. you know this limited thing and referencing bands like uh we were talking about it in the break like nirvana and tool mm -hmm. uh deftones red hot chili peppers mm -hmm. rage against the machine these bands that like they're really not too much to what they're bringing in regards to instrumentation it's how they bring it together is what makes it cool mm. so i i think i was just doing that but then also like i view this as rock music but for me it's also an R and B album, and really? I'm heavily, yeah, in, I'm in heavily rap. In what way? The songwriting, the lyrics, okay, okay I see the that. melodies, the song structure. Got you. Got song you. structure, yeah. Like you're yeah. mentioning all the song structure stuff, and that is the R and B. Like, Damn. really, me trying to like, all right, if this is an R and B song, like, how is it? And you know, they're formulaic in a way, but like, not. I, at least in this in this way that I've presented R and B, it's like this is a little different. Um, I, I kind of lost track of your question, but I guess song structure. I I was leaning more into like the pop R and B sensibilities. But what, what kept that is. what what kept you on track? That's what I really want to know because 
It's so easy, and so it's so easy to be distracted. Oh, because I was out of practice. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Like, like I was saying, I had to relearn guitar. So, like, a lot of people, I don't know how many people know about uh, Californication is a Red Hot Chili Peppers album. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. like, that's like what brought them like fully into the commercial sphere. Right. And the songs are pretty simple, and it's because John Frusciante, the guitarist, uh, he was addicted to drugs and like lost a bunch of stuff and he hadn't played guitar in so long. So when he came back, he didn't really know how to play. He was just playing stuff that sounded good. So me recognizing I was in a similar situation where it was like, I don't really be playing guitar like that. I had to just play stuff that sounded good that I liked. Mm -mm -mm. You, you are, you are speaking some uh, interesting thing. That's very, very powerful. And that leads us to our next song. You got this great song, of course. Maybe you can tell me how to say it, but it's H-Y-C. Oh, that's how you say it. Oh, that's how you say it. And what's H-Y-C stand for? It's in the song. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it is, okay. it, is, it is right before every hook and right at the end of the song. You, 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 you have a, a real um, Prince style of uh, songwriting, too. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's you got to li be listening to the music. No one can BS you. And be like, hey man, I heard your album, and and they didn't really listen to it. You know, they they they, you can tell they listen to it by how they connect with you after they've listened to it, and that's something Prince would do. I don't think a lot of people knew that. It's kind of uh, it's it's brilliant. It's a real great uh, uh thing. Uh, other thing I would like to know, like I know you're an interdisciplinary artist, but who's the drummer on this album? Because I love the drums, or is this digital? So it's okay if it's digital. It's all right. Trust it, me. So, like I was saying, like how this is R and D. Like yes. I am a I am a beat maker. Like when I have started my practice of being a producer, like I make beats. So these, who's the drummer? The drummer is my fingers. Yo, I, like yo, let yeah. me tell you something. I'm finding out that that and I, I you know I noticed this many back in the day. There's this band I love named Chevelle. And Chevelle's mm. second album, it incorporated a lot of hip hop sounds, like 808s on 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 the drums for like uh, for Red and everything. And a lot of people didn't notice that. And I was like, well, that's an interesting thing. Now, same thing you see the same thing in country music. They've they they've uh, introduced a lot of hip hop beat making and 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 even song structure into it. And it's so it's so beautiful when you hear it. And, uh, and and you definitely do a great job on that. Anything you want to say about HYC before we play? Yeah. So you were saying, like, when people hear my music, they have something to say. Like, this is the song that I always get a reaction because of uh, its lyrical content. Yes. Um, but the quick of it is, this is the first song that I wrote, like, officially for this project. I, like, wrote it in a day, all the lyrics I wrote in a day. <laughs> Uh, it was because I was seeing this girl right before the pandemic hit. Pandemic hit, I stopped seeing her, and oh. I just hadn't seen anyone in like four weeks. And uh, the frustration, you could say, built up, and I just was remembering the time I had with her, and this this is the song that came from it. Well, it's brilliant for those of you listening. Uh, this is the amazing San Tristan. This is his latest song on his EP, God If Only, HYC. You're still covering my 
tells me all your secrets Tracing in your hips Your neck snug beneath my fingers Got a grip, baby, here you come Yeah, I love it when I hear you come I'm back with the amazing San Tristan. Oh. Yeah, yeah, just calm down, people. Uh, so uh, we just finished listening to HYC, which is a great song. You got to listen to it over and over. I would ask that you go to Bandcamp to buy the music because Bandcamp gives the artist more bang for the buck. Why pay $7 for an album when you can throw the artist 15, 20, 30, 100 so you can support music, support San Tristan as he travels the world and, 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 and takes over the globe. The globe. If that's what you're into, <laughs> Bandcamp. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's talk Hi-fi. about Hi-Fi. Hi-Fi. <laughs> let's talk about this great EP you have called God If Only. You know, uh, is is this is this a collection of of psalms like prayers, or is this uh where what are we what are we doing here? What do we uh? Because it's really good, and I I, I don't want to believe it's it's as simple as, you know, you having a lot of free time and and boredom. It, it sounds like there's so much more going on here, in this EP. Yeah, I I think, I think I just. Felt like I needed to prove something to myself, because mm. um, for the longest time I kind of shied away from the spotlight in a sense. Even like as a filmmaker, like I'll direct, but like I'm not going to be on camera. Like being the one in charge, but not the one people see. And that's also kind of uh, 
what was happening when I was working with artists. Not that I was fully in charge, but like I had a semblance of like decision making and uh, input and stuff. But you know, I wasn't the one that people saw. Uh, so to round it out with this, I just was like, no, bro, like you can make music, like you can do this. And it was something that I've always done, but I, I, like I said, I needed to prove this to myself. Like you moved back to Philly. Why? And here's one of the things I needed to prove to me. Like, oh no, you have something here. Yeah. I mean, you, you really do. I mean, um, I, I, I think you've, uh, proven something uh, but of course, when you're on that journey of proving something, you know, one, one, it's like the, the journey of a swordsman, you know, uh, one great duel isn't enough. You know, you have to, you have to like, you know, basically, you know, eradicate an entire school of martial arts, <laughs> sword fighters. Uh, you, you, have you found some sense of, uh, of, um, of, of, what am what am I? What am I? What am I looking to say? Have, have you have you found a, a slight feeling of completion, or is, do you feel like, you know, this this is only the beginning? You know, this is uh, it's like when you're conjuring dark magic, the first time you you, you make electricity or or I'm um, not dark magic, alchemy, alchemists back in the day, first time they uh they 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 wound up wound up a water mill and created uh two bars with electricity. You know, they thought they were making magic. But there's so much more. Is this that the beginning of the magic? This uh, God, if only EP. Yeah, definitely. It to me, it's uh, the first real step I've made as this art, like as my artistic self, not just as a musician, but like me as an artist. Period. And like, I have visuals that go along with it. Like I have a vi a music video for Savior Complex. That's a vertical video that is just on Instagram right now, which is going to be on YouTube soon. Um, I have other visuals for the other tracks too. Like this is a launching pad for me to be a quote unquote artist right. period, not confined to any box. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's a great, it's a great uh, place to start. Let's talk about this next song, uh, which I believe is slurred and excited. But it's spelled S L R R. I, let me tell you something. I have dyslexia. Oh, then, <laughs> then the these, these, is, this track list is your worst enemy. I can, I can actually read these, and they're making sense to me. Oh, oh, it's helped. All right. So, my dyslexia is so severe that when I, I, I spent three years in ninth grade because I was busy trying to hide the fact that I had dyslexia. <laughs> This is when Philadelphia would just hold you back. They would never pass you on. Now, oh. I would probably be a triple A, a AAA student <laughs> with a scholarship. <laughs> but, but yeah, man, I'm reading this. I'm like, wow, this is really good, man. <laughs> I, know what, I know what he's saying, but, but is it me? <laughs> was... No, it, 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 is, it is not you. I mean, the, it's learning. There's no vowels in it because like, if the the idea of the song is it's really just about my anxiety right but it takes place uh i'm on a date with a girl at a bar and she's drinking and we're drinking but she's making me drink much quicker and i'm like oh shit like we gotta go right now because right. like there's no way i can 
continue doing this for the rest of the night. So slurred and excited is that. That's what I am in that moment. Can't you can't? Uh, first of all, you do great work on the visuals. When you go to the links, which will be uh, below on this uh, episode, you can while while people are listening, uh, which I've we've learned that uh, maybe fifty. 65% actually listen to these episodes on their laptop while uh, the rest are listening on their phones and everything. But either way, you can always uh, go to the links that will be in the description down below of these episodes. Make sure you go to this uh, link, his uh, with Koji link, the Koji link. Make sure you yeah, Koji's Koji actually just got purchased by Linktree, so I'm, oh. I have to make I have to make a new link in bio but okay. that that is coming yeah well uh go to that page right and you got this really cool visuals of uh san tristan uh, performing in all white it looks like we, we you know what this this is valhalla this is the valhalla promise in uh mad max fury road you know after you spray your mouth with the silver can paint and then blow yourself up on <laughs> i'm looking at this and i'm like this is this is where you want to go this is where you want to go in the afterlife, the afterlife, when in the afterlife you get there, if you don't see this, then I'm afraid you're in the wrong place. <laughs> really great visuals. Uh, what was your inspiration behind these visuals on here? This is really good. Uh, for Savior Complex, I kind of was approaching it as like this is my first showing as Santri Stana artist, so I felt like classic black and white uh, vibe to let people know like this is the beginning. Um, and then also with it, I'm usually wearing all black. That's usually what people see me in. So I ah. kind of like flipped the switch for it and did the all white, um, with that same guitar, that guitar I'm playing is the first guitar I ever got when I was 15 years old. Mm. And that's also the same guitar that I, I think like 90% of the guitars on the project that is what I recorded it with. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was kind of it in regards to what the visual uh, influence was. Outside of that, I, I kind of just, it's kind of hard to describe. I spoke with the with the cinematographer who also shot the cover art. Um, I just kind of told him like the vibe that I wanted. Uh, and I also did a little test shoot myself, but he gave me the footage and then I just put it together and made it feel, I, I don't know how to, how to describe like that the style it's kind of something i've been like practicing myself well well it's great for those who are listening and uh you can go, go to the website and see for yourself while, while we're talking you can actually watch it yeah uh, it's on my instagram the whole the whole video is on my instagram it's vertical because y'all don't like to leave the apps <laughs> so i've made it just for you <laughs> it's, it's uh you know it's so many things that people don't know about social media that I learned in my uh, very long tenure at so far. First of all, everyone's on there, number one. Number two, companies hire entire teams just to work Instagram alone. And people actually create accounts where they don't post anything, but they watch everyone. And most lurkers. people, yeah, yeah, there are more lurkers than there are actual uh, interactors. And, but what they don't know, and I'm, I'm Hoping not enough people listen to this this part when I say this. What they don't know is that these companies know. We see you, we know, we get the numbers, and then we we go and engineer, target, and market to 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 a certain demographic and people of a certain era. 
which is a lot easier to do than it was, say, like 40 years ago. So uh, for, for, for projects, if you have a business, I, I tell everyone, go with Facebook marketing, man. You'd be amazed. You'd be amazed how that turns around for you. Because uh, how do we get on that subject? Um, uh, how do we get on that subject? We should be talking people about don't like Because people don't like to leave the app. So that's why I made a vertical music video for people to watch that's on right. my Instagram. And they don't need to leave. You don't have to leave the app. You can stay right on Sign to the Sun's page and enjoy you know yourself. What? Yeah, it's a vertical visual experience. Like, there's no there's no black bars on the top and bottom. It's all for you. I made it just for you to watch. I love it. I love it. For those of you listening, I am speaking with the amazing Scientristan. This is Scientristan with Slurred and Excited.
everyone. This is Quincy Stowe. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back, baby. All right. All right. A lot of excitement, a lot of excitement in the room and in the building. Uh, you know, first of all, I love uh, Slurred and Excited. And then I like to talk to you about this. Uh, you got you got, you got, got so many great songs on here. And you got this song called Enough. But you got two parts of the song. So, like, was it like you had enough, then you had to think about it again? And you're like, no, I really had enough. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is there's enough. There's enough part one. There's enough part two. Part two is I wrote the rhythm for that actually in New York before I even moved to Philly, before I even decided to make a project. I wrote that part. It was after a breakup and I was sad. So I wrote that little riff, or I guess little uh, progression. And then the only th thing I like wrote vocally was the first line. Um, it's not enough for me to be your everything. Cause it was one of those relationships where it was like, oh, we're together. Is this what I want? It's kind of what it mm. was for me. And it was more just like, I needed to explore who I was and I didn't realize I didn't know that. So that's the only line that stayed. And for a while it was called in my bag. Cause that's what I was. I was in my bag when mm. I was making it. Uh, but when I wrote Enough Part One, those that similar uh, idea or uh, feeling came to me. And then when I wrote Enough Part One, I was like, all right, well, I have an Enough Part Two, but I didn't really have any other vocals to go with it until after the my my pandemic relationship that ended. <laughs> it gave me everything I needed. You know. My wife and I were talking about this yesterday. The pandemic was a time where people married people they shouldn't. People moved in houses with people they shouldn't have. <laughs> and now everyone's just like, what was I thinking? You're like, hey, man, you know, uh, it happens. You know, people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was no one knew what was happening. Yeah. And it felt, I mean, it's still, it's still. Listen. It, it felt like the world was ending and it hasn't been proven it hasn't been proven wrong yet i just think but we thought it was, was a ending lot of, tonight <laughs> yeah i was calling friends and telling them i love you i want you to know that no matter what happens i love you and that's what i was saying because i was in the impression that i was going to get infected drop dead and then it'd be like and then it'd be like a pile of people walking over like like zombies shuffling and stuff i thought it was over I thought it was over. Apparently, I was wrong. Apparently, I was wrong. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. It just hasn't happened yet. Yeah, but, yeah. It's, a, it's, but, a, it's a slow, uh, it's a slow, it's a slow dance to to yeah, to, I, to oblivion. <laughs> I think that time really like lifted the veil, and we start. We we're forced to kind of like be with ourselves, mm -hmm. and like for better or for worse. And I think. A lot of those people you're mentioning, including myself, who got into things like that, were for the wrong reasons that we didn't even fully understand. Um, and you know, now being on the other side of the quarantine part of the pandemic, and now our quote unquote new normal, you can like with so much hindsight see, oh, that's why I was acting that way. Like the person right. I am now and the person that initially wrote like all the music for this project are like two completely different dudes. Wow. Like, wow. yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait till the next one then. You know, I, I know the next one is going to be fire. Yeah. The the next stuff is cool. 
Yeah. That's because all I'll say. This, this came out of uh, uh, barely getting it together. It reminds me of uh, when Dave Grohl did his first album of the Foo Fighters album. You know, as quiet as it was kept, he did all the instruments by himself. And you could see that in the photos. He just had a friend who let him use his studio time and made the first album. Then he went out and collected a band to play the music that he had made. And uh, I hope you have that same level of success and and you have whatever direction you go, I, I wish you the best. But yeah, you know, I mean, listen, a lot of great, a lot of great musical movements happened because uh, someone just, you know, started doing things on their, on their own. And, uh, you know, that's, that's uh, excellent. That's excellent. Um, Thank you. Enough part one. Let's, t let's, uh, let's uh, play this. Is there anything you want to say about it before we play it? Yeah, this is actually where God If Only comes from. The the name of the the EP is I say it in the hook in this one. Um, and just in an overall sense, I talk a lot about God. I kind of had a spiritual awakening in mm. the pandemic. I talk about God a few times in a few different ways over this project, and I felt like that line God If Only with a period after it was fitting because mm. you know. If you're someone who doesn't necessarily believe in God, like how I was at a time, you can, can uh, you can identify with that. But if you're mm -hmm. someone who really believes in God, like I am now, you can identify with that. And it it's it's kind of like up for interpretation. It's uh, it's both cynical but very sincere at the same time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's uh it's 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 very powerful. And uh, for those of you listening, this is San Tristan with the amazing. EP title, God If Only. This is Enough, part one. Old enough to see 
thought I seen so Gotta find you, bring me keys Took your phone and out the door Thank you so much. Uh, first of all, enough. Uh, part one was great. I really appreciate you coming on here, Simon Tristanon. I, uh, I really had a great, really great conversation with you on and off the recorder. Uh, so, uh, Thank you for having me, man. Yeah, this man. Cool. It, it's been really great. You, you, you know, you, what do you, you got coming up next, man? Where, where are we going? Where, you got any live performances coming up or you can't? Uh, Nothing, nothing to disclose at the moment, but things are in the works. That's all you, I'll say. You hear that, people? Things are in the freaking works. And, and uh, of course, uh, you know, if you if you need a, a bass player, a drummer, guitarist, I'm your guy. <laughs> I'm your guy. <laughs> and if you tell me no, I'll curse you. I'll curse you. <laughs> what What's been cool? I think what's been cool about this uh, when I've been playing this, and that also what I took into account when I was initially writing it, thinking about, oh, I got to play this with other musicians and we might not have a lot of time to like rehearse. So I wanted to keep the songs a little simple for wow. that reason too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what's smart. been cool is the performances I have been, I haven't had the same configuration of a band at, in any of the performances, which has been great because I've been, to, been able to work with different musicians who I've worked with in the city before, but in a different sense. And I uh it, it's it's cool for me it's cool to hear how different people play um and and yeah so yeah you saying like can i play with you yeah on a show and uh, on one of these shows yeah <laughs> there's always yeah. spots <laughs> listen, listen, the, the, um, uh, one of my favorite favorite bands that a lot of people forgot was queens of the stone age not not only because of oh, their they music, just put a, they just put a record out like last year but the band is never the same that's the crazy thing about it if you saw them on tour, if you were crazy enough to follow them, it was like people were getting off the tour bus and getting on like like a Greyhound crossing country. It was, mm. never, it was never. I, I just think the state of rock music has changed is what it is. And I feel like at that time when they were like uh, Songs for the Deaf, when that came out, like yeah. rock, alternative rock was probably the biggest it ever was. Like them, the Foo Fighters, yeah. Chili Peppers. Yeah. But... It's just not like that anymore. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know why. 
we don't have bands like Stained or Corn anymore. I don't, I don't, I don't know why. I, I, I used to love those the, the, those artists, but I don't know. Like, I, I, you know, pe- people like to go, oh, rap, rap, and it's like, no, no, something else. I don't know. I don't know. They it lost. I think, um, and don't get me wrong. There's a lot of great rock music if you go find it in like all the subgenres. The same. I think it's the same argument that people make with hip hop. Like, oh, like there's no good hip hop, and it's like, like there is. What's being promoted maybe is not the best representation. I'm talking to you right now. I'm talking to you, and you're great. So you're great. You're right (laughs) now. So you know, there. You you know, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. You you got. Sometimes you gotta. You gotta dig your hand through the filth, you know, as uh, Commissioner Gordon said. Just to, get... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but there, there's re- there's really a lot of great uh, music coming, and then especially also in the city, I've caught myself listening to more local people than uh, more established artists. Yeah, um, yeah. recently, just because like there's a subculture and there's a new Philly sound that's happening that I don't think people understand is yes. happening until in a few years it's going to be how it is. And you know what? This 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 will definitely get me sued here. That was my biggest pet peeve as so far when I was there is that I remember uh, corporate was pumping down these artists from New York and Boston and rap artists from Brooklyn to Philadelphia and the rap artists weren't really connecting to the audiences. And I remember having a meeting with our, our regional director uh, who will remain nameless, and she was great. And I said, you know, it's like food. There's a reason why when you come to Philly, we have cheesesteaks. We call it a hoagie instead of a sub. Uh, why we have soft pretzels and water ice. And when I say water ice, I mean water ice. We don't have water ice. There's uh, Music has a, a very unique vibe from where, like food has a, a very unique vibe from where it comes from. Now, you could try doing a, a snow a snow cone stand in New York, but it won't be the same as the water ice stand in West Philadelphia. And Facts. that's one of the things that that that, that our music, uh, and it's great because I, you ask me, our, our water ice, our soft pretzels, our cheesesteaks, or I, I like a cheesesteak way better than the chopped cheese from New York, but a New Yorker will like chopped cheese. Nope, no problem. But it's depends hard. On, depends on the day for me. Depends that's on right. what I'm feeling. Right, right. That's true. But it's I was hard. up there for a little bit, so I kind of, I kind of got accustomed to how they live up there. You got to the chopped cheese. Sometimes I want to get a chopped cheese. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get a steak. I wouldn't get a steak in New York. Really? I wouldn't get a steak in New nah. York. But I'll, I'll go get a chopped cheese. Yeah. But I think, I think what you're saying, like Brooklyn rappers coming down, like Philly. If you, if you're rapping in Philly, you got to be a spitter. That's yes. That's what it is. Yes. So, like, that that's all I'll say. If you're trying yeah. to rap in Philly, you got to be a spitter. So if you're going to yes. come from outside the city, you just better know how to rap. Listen, and I, 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 rem- I remember watching rap artists that came from, that originally were from Connecticut, then moved to Brooklyn, developed their following, and then came to Philadelphia to perform. And you can see that the audience is not connecting. And I'm talking about a predominantly white audience that loves hip-hop is not connecting to you. So you can imagine how a black audience from Philadelphia is not going to connect with you. So you have to be conscious of where you are. It's not where you're from. It's where you're at. And uh, I think that's what the God If Only EP has, uh, has given me 
It has given me a, a gift of knowing where I'm at, not where I'm from. I just tied that together. You see how I did that? That was brilliant. I appreciate that. <laughs> That's cool, man. Thank you. Hey, man. Thanks a lot for coming on the show. Have a, oh, you know, we're going to play enough part two. We're going to play enough part two. Yeah. We're gonna uh, play. This the, is, yeah. <laughs> this is the, the first time this song will ever be played on Spotify. Yes. And 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 and, and, and don't don't tell them. We put it on. <laughs> They'll find out. <laughs> I used to get so many emails from Spotify. That's another story. <laughs> they, used to, they used to pay more, but that's another story. <laughs> so, oh, man. Uh, for those who are listening, I'm with Santristan. This is Enough Part 2, a Bandcamp exclusive. Your brand is operating on your behalf 24 hours a day, and brand consistency builds confidence. 
At 1030 Designs, we help you build brand confidence by creating cohesive logos, social media posts, websites, and marketing materials so your audience knows who you are at a glance. We're here to help, and we're ready to get busy for you. Visit us at 1030designs.com today. That's 1030designs.com. How's this thing go now? I'm, I'm supposed to hit. <laughs> this is so unprofessional. All right, this. Hey, hey, everyone. I want to send, first of all, a, a, an apology to uh, Tristan of saying Tristan. Uh, I'm so sorry I dated this episode wrong. It was supposed to come out on Groundhog's Day, uh, February 2nd, but I just, uh, I keep getting my dates wrong in the month. Uh, maybe I'm on a different timeline. I don't know. Is anyone else having that problem? Let me know. Uh, by the way, they did a new update for the Roadcaster Pro 2 uh, so that it can sound like the Roadcaster Pro 1. You know, save your money if you feel inclined to upgrade. <laughs> You can find San Christian's music on Spotify, iTunes, and all stream platforms. But if you really love the music, go to Bandcamp. Get the Bandcamp version. You get the bonus, uh, the bonus song. Uh, it's 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 Bandcamp gives more artists more banging for the buck. Give Bandcamp.com. <laughs> episode will be a single with an artist uh, who is very talented, uh, comes way of May Krell of Bitch Management, her name's Alexandra. Uh, we, we're going to uh, play her single, uh, her interview was supposed to also uh, go on, you know, uh, yeah, it got delayed too, but hey, you know, it, it, it's, it's not always my fault, sometimes it's just the circumstances. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Uh, Quinn's Questions is a production of Inc. No, no, we're not with Anchor anymore. Uh, Spotify. Uh, we're a production of Spotify, the good people over at Spotify. Uh, we also want to thank our talented staff at 1030designs.com for crafting our logos and promotional materials. Uh, our executive producer, Jacqueline uh, Stallworth, my wife, uh, is the producer. Uh, you'll see the emails where it'll say uh, podcast at Quinn's Questions because now. We are in full production of a music concert uh, program, which is uh, beyond me, and I'm sure it'll be an awesome success. It's uh, like the podcast. We'll be looking back after 234 shows, and we'll say, wow. All right. So if, uh, if you are interested, uh, you can find tickets to sale right now on Eventbrite. Not sure if we're going to do a website yet, but we're thinking about it. Uh, we're definitely already booked artists for our April show. We're booking for May. We'll be having it every first Friday for the rest of the year. I think 
we'll be doing it probably a lot more. So thanks for listening and have a great day. Hey, y'all. My name is Ernest Owens. I'm an award-winning journalist and CEO of Ernest Mini Empire, LLC. I just launched a great new podcast called Earnestly Speaking, where we talk about friends, foes, and anything that goes. I love talking about the news, politics, social issues, pop culture, entertainment, everything that you probably don't want other people to know you're thinking about. So if you really want to hear a black criminal's perspective on the world, this is the podcast for you. And if it's not, it's still the podcast for you.